Hi, I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for Creation Anew. I pastor two churches in Indiana, Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I also pastor Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And this podcast is designed to challenge both believers in Jesus Christ and those who don't believe. I want to challenge believers to grow in their faith. And I want to challenge non-believers to take a serious look at the Bible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello again, everyone. Randy Weddle here with Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. What in the world are we going to talk about? Well, uh, we're going to talk about something that that may uh, be troublesome to you. Now, I don't mean to be, you know, sensationalistic or anything, but I find that the topic that we're going to talk about today is difficult for a lot of people. And that topic is convictions. We're going to talk about convictions today, and the first thing that I thought we would do is we would kind of define uh, a conviction. Um, a conviction is an internal line in the sand where you say I can't cross this line and usually we're talking about moral issues and um, convictions are not concrete now that may sound funny um, and especially if you're a non-believer you're listening to me and you may say well I, you know I just thought that that believers always had the same convictions and no we don't and and maybe we can explain that but a, a conviction think of a conviction as uh, as a moral line in the sand that you personally draw now let's try to bring some examples uh, I'm gonna bring an example from years ago uh, I have played in a lot of bands over the years and when I was younger I played in bands and really didn't care about uh, the type of music that I played and then I started walking with Christ and I remember getting a phone call um, from um, from a group and um, they had a job their drummer couldn't be there um, so they were asking if I could um, fill in and I thought oh that's exciting and um, then I said well what kind of music uh, are we talking about and they told me it was country, and um, I, I, I said, well, okay, can we go a little bit further here? What kind of country? And if I recall correctly, I think it was some original tunes and also some cover uh, tunes. And uh, I, I, I thought about it, and at the time, I really did not want to do any secular music. I didn't want to play it. I really was getting into um, stuff like Keith Green and Rich Mullins and um, you know bands. I was getting into music like that and that's where I wanted to go. So I turned down the job. Now let me ask a question. Is it wrong for a Christian to play or to listen to secular music? not necessarily I mean yeah if the if the music is just overtly 
encouraging violence or if it's if it's talking about a lot of immoral things and encouraging that if it's encouraging violence if it's encouraging immorality um, then yeah I mean I don't think you should listen to that stuff but in and of itself there's some secular music that's actually more biblical than some Christian music so um, I'm, I'm thinking of a guy who's not even a believer his name is Dennis DeYoung he wrote a lot of music for the band Sticks, and he writes um, the music the song babe if you if you're as old as I am and you remember that back you know when when we had horse-drawn carriages um, he wrote a song called babe which talked about him and his wife it's a love song what's well, a biblical tune even though I'm not convinced he's a believer but that is a tune that would go right in line with scripture so it's not necessarily wrong for believers to listen to secular music I like a lot of secular music um, just to let you know Kansas and, and that's an old band but that, that's one of the I mean I really like a lot of their stuff it's complicated it's pretty cool you know I like a lot of their stuff and it's not necessarily wrong to listen or to even play there are, I'm sure there are Christians in the music industry that you know play things that aren't overtly Christian there's nothing wrong with that but at that time in my life I had a conviction that I shouldn't play secular music that I really wanted to go into music with overtly biblical lyrics and intent that's a conviction that's an example of a conviction let me give you another one I do marriage counseling and um, uh, inevitably there is one session that becomes um, a, a, or it can become very uncomfortable and, and that session is um, talking about the physical side of marriage. And I try to, to make things very tasteful, but there are some things you have to talk about. And one of the things um, that may come up and, and maybe a question for people is, is there anything that's, that Christians shouldn't do, that you know, like man and wife shouldn't do in the marriage bed? And my answer to that is, Scripture really doesn't give us clear answers. It, 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 you go back to like Deuteronomy 18, and it's talking about a lot of sexual immorality. If we stay away from that stuff, pretty much the rest of it is, is ours to enjoy. Okay, and if you if you want to get freaked out, go back and read Deuteronomy 18. You'll you, your hair will stand up. But what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of freedom in the marriage bed. But if someone has a conviction that maybe they shouldn't do a certain act or a certain thing, then they're going to have to work through that. And and. And their partner needs to be understanding to say, oh, okay, well, I don't want to violate your conscience. So you can have two people that are following biblical practices, and one may say, I'm uncomfortable doing something. And the other one may say, 
the Bible doesn't say no, so we're free to do it. So that's another example. And if you start listening, if you're listening to these examples, you start to see a pattern. And that is, number one, things where we're dealing with conviction many times are gray areas in the Bible. Now that doesn't mean always, because I have a conviction that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and that is overtly stated in Scripture. But many times, we have to work out our own convictions on things that the Bible doesn't specifically spell out. So um, that that's troublesome sometimes for us, and we have to work that through. So with that, what do we do whenever we come across a gray area in life? And we say, the Bible really, I mean, we're searching the scriptures and we don't see anything that says, um, I should go to the right or to the left, or I, you know, I should do this or this. How do we handle that? Well, the Bible does talk about it. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to take just a, uh, a couple of sessions and address this very thing. But what I want to do here is I want to start off with a fundamental thing on being able to handle and develop convictions. Okay, And again, we're not talking about stuff that the Bible clearly says this is right or this is wrong. We're talking about stuff the Bible really doesn't say. It doesn't give a clear answer. How do we handle those things? How do we develop convictions? How do we draw that moral line in the sand to say, I can't cross here? Well, there's an issue in the 14th chapter of Romans, and it has to do with diet, like, you know, um, what you eat, what you drink, and also days that you may celebrate, like, you know, festival days or holidays, things like that. And Paul talks about this, and at the very end of the chapter, Romans 14.23, he says this, But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and whatever is not from faith is sin. Did you hear that last part? Because the reason why Paul talks about eating there is he's talking about, well, you know, there were some people in the Roman church um, that said, well, we can eat whatever we want. Others were saying, I, I, I don't know if, and primarily it was over like stuff like, you know, do I, do I eat um, meat? that's been sacrificed to an idol because most of the time when you went to the grocery store in the first century in Rome you would buy um, meat that had been in a temple the animal had been in the temple and had been sacrificed to a false god and there were some Christians that were saying um, <laughs> am I participating in worshiping a false god or supporting a false god a false god by by eating this this meat and Paul was trying to help them through this. Now, I don't want to necessarily give the answer to you here. I want to focus on one thing, and that is 
to begin developing principles, to begin developing convictions, one of the things you need to ask yourself is, can I, can I do what I'm considering with a clear conscience? That's something that's very, very important. Now, I know our conscience can sometimes misguide us and we can make wrong decisions. But again, we're not talking about something that is clearly spelled out in Scripture. We're talking about something that is not spelled out in Scripture. Now, if you go back to the Old Testament, you'll find that, yes, eating uh, animals sacrificed to idols or sacrificed to false gods, that God said, don't do it. But things changed in the New Testament. You also had the integration of, um, of Gentiles who were not under Jewish law. So things changed. And we needed, the Christians back then needed to say, okay, well, um, how do I do this? And we have these same things today. Let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about the issue of, of alcohol. When I was a kid, um, you know, uh, a Christian drinking alcohol was not even really heard of. It was not something that you did. It was, uh, it, it was just something you just stayed away from. And if you look in Scripture, you're going to find that there's nothing in there that says don't drink alcohol. It, it just says don't get drunk. So as I grew up, I had to be, to get a conviction. And that conviction uh, was, do I add alcohol to my diet or do I not? And that was, it wasn't really troublesome for me, but for other people it is. Now let me tell you, today I think one of the things that's, that's a struggle for a lot of Christians is drinking too much alcohol. Because the Bible says nothing about drinking alcohol so we're free to do it it says don't get drunk and I think some Christians may take that liberty a little too far and um, if they're getting drunk they've crossed a line number one number two they also need to be careful of how that looks in front of other people so and we can talk about this but let's just stick on the one thing my decision to not drink alcohol was basically this I'm free to do it. I just really don't want to. So I'm going to pass on it. Now, if someone if someone puts alcohol in front of me and asks me to drink, um, then I'm okay to do that. But I, I don't really enjoy it. I don't like it. Uh, have I done anything wrong? No. No, not unless I get drunk. But I don't do it anyway. I also want to watch out and, and I want to make sure that other people won't get the wrong impression of me by seeing me um, drink alcohol. So that is my conviction. Now, your conviction may be different. You may say, I like alcohol, I want to drink, and you may have a drink every, um, occasionally. That's fine. That's fine. There's nothing unbiblical with that. But here's how we develop that. We develop it by saying, and in this specific example, if I have a beer or some wine, 
Can I do it with a clear conscience? If my husband or my wife asks me to do a certain thing in the marriage bed that the Bible doesn't say anything about, can I do it with a clear conscience? And can I do anything? Okay, I mean, is there anything that I'm contemplating doing where it is where I don't have a clear conscience in doing it? And that's really what Paul is saying here in verse uh, 23, 23 of Romans 14. He says, Whatever is not from faith is sin. So the way to develop convictions is to first of all ask yourself, is this a sin? Does the Bible say yes or no? If the Bible doesn't say yes or no, then you can say, well, if I engage in this, do I, do I feel bad? Do I feel like I'm doing something wrong? Am I doing it with the wrong intention? I want to give you another example of, of convictions. There are some people that don't like, well, I'll give you one of them. My wife does not like scary movies, okay? Me, I enjoy scary movies. But here is a line. If I started watching scary movies to enjoy the, the violence, or to um, to you know be rooting for the bad guy, you know the killer, um, or or if I started watching scary movies in order to learn how to communicate with the dead, okay, then I have a wrong intention in watching those. You have to be careful with this stuff. You have to analyze. Why am I doing this? And are my intentions wrong? And if you, if a red light goes off in your heart and you say, I just don't feel right about doing this, then don't. Don't. And we're going to learn a little bit more about this as we go here, because I'd like to take some time. And, and why is this so relevant today? Well, number one, we need to build convictions. We do not need the world telling us um, our convictions. We develop our, our convictions. And, and you should develop convictions. And I would dare say if you are not even a believer, you should develop convictions. Otherwise, you're just going to be a puppet of the world. And right now, we have a world that is trying to, in many ways, give us some kind of morality when maybe it's against scripture or scripture doesn't even say anything against it. And I'd like to talk about that as we go here. So, but let's stop there for right now. Whenever you're contemplating whether something is wrong or right for you, and it's not mentioned as wrong or right in scripture, start asking yourself, do I feel bad if I do this? Do I feel guilty or do I feel convicted? If I do this, if you do, stop. Just don't do it. We could talk more about this later. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I want to thank you for joining with me on the podcast. Did you know that there are a few ways 
that you can support Creation Anew. And the first way is to pray. Please pray for me. Pray that I will stay um, with Scripture, that I won't vary, uh, that I won't go off the rails and, and uh, you know start teaching bad things. Um, because I'm fully capable of doing all kinds of bad things, even as a believer. So pray for me. Pray for this ministry that it would be effective. Also, tell others about this ministry. Now, uh, you can go and you can you can listen to Creation Anew to the podcast on several different platforms. A couple are Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also listen on Anchor. When you listen to these, um, like the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell other people about this podcast. And that way we grow. Now there's a third way that you can also support Creation Anew, and that is uh, with a monetary donation or, you know, um, giving monthly. Uh, but there's something about that that I want you to know. Do not monetarily support this ministry unless you are taking care of your family and taking care of your home church. Do not sacrifice those two things in order to give any funds to this ministry. But if you want to give over and above what you're giving to your church and what you're providing for your family and you have it to give and you want to do that, that's perfectly fine. You can do that at anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew. anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew. And there you can find where you can listen to the podcast. You can message me. You can also support this podcast. Now, that kind of brings up a question. Of, do you have a home church if uh, that, that is teaching scripture? And if you don't, and you live in the Indianapolis or central Indiana or west central Indiana area, places like Greenwood, Martinsville, Mooresville, Indianapolis... Uh, Speedway, um, Monrovia, um, Greencastle, Cloverdale, Avon, Plainfield, any of those places, if you are there and you don't have a home church that is teaching biblical truth or you don't have a home church at all, come and try out one of the two churches that, that I pastor. The first one is Mount Pleasant Christian Church and it's located at 5830 West Hurt, H-U-R-T Road. Monrovia, Indiana, 46157. Now, the service times start at 10 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to find people that will love you, and you're going to find biblical teaching. The next one is Community Church of Mooresville, located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana, 46158. Now, the service times at Community Church of Mooresville uh, start at 11.15 in the morning, and you will find people who will love you, and you will also find biblical truth being taught. If you don't have a home church, uh, or you don't have a home church that's teaching biblical truth, maybe you've tried to get your, your leadership to teach biblical truth and they're not going to, then you're more than welcome to come over and visit us. We, uh, we don't bite, by the way, so neither at neither of the churches. So, I want to welcome you there. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye.